0: We have an opportunity here to bring presence to the ceremony that is your life. And my invitation to you is to stop whatever you're doing, wherever you are, just for this one precious moment and take a deep breath. Follow the breath into your root point and land yourself right here right now into your present moment and exhale welcome to the space where all the magic is happening and prepare yourself to receive the wild raw expanse that is available inside the dojo that is your life you are the empowered center point creator of every single experience that you are drawing into your field at this time when you recognize that and really get that in your bones, you will receive yourself as the magnet for the most perfectly expansive evolutionary curriculum that is precisely crafted for you to evolve beyond what was in order to claim all that is a match to the you who is free. And that is what we are here to do inside the dojo as we explore what it means to live a life beyond the edge this is a Soulfire production. Hello, Dojo family. I am stoked today. I feel like I say I'm stoked every episode, but today I have a sister with me who really has occurred in my experience as Family. You know how that feels sometimes when you meet someone very significant, just like enters your life, and they occur to you as familiar. They occur to you as like almost instant family. Like there's a fam- the word family comes from familiar. There's like a familiarity and a recognition at a soul level that there are codes to be swapped and a sense of like unconditional. Presence, and I've always felt that sense with Avea, who's with me here today, and we have mirrored each other, witnessed each other's growth, and really stood for each other's greatness over the last several years. Um, Both of us dating men who also had really deep relationship, have really deep relationship, and mirrored each other. So we would go on a lot of like double dates throughout the years, and really like kind of up-level, slinky, grow one with one another and really witness each other in similar parallel growth spurts. And now we've both gone through relationship transitions with those particular partners. And it's kind of like we met in that space of through our partners, and then got to support each other through so many waves and so many transitions. And in that process, I've gotten to know Avea and what she stands for. And it sounds cliche, but really the word that comes to me is love. I I have witnessed this woman stand for and as love through some of the most challenging, wild circumstances that would really kind of fry most people's nervous systems. (laughs) And, and I really respect the way I've seen you Avea, move through some of life's darkest and most challenging scenarios and experiences and witnessing you stand forward in your music and opening up your voice and serving the women in the way that you do. It's just been such a gift. And I'd love to pass the mic to you and invite you to share with the Dojo family a little bit about yourself, what's lighting you up right now. Where are you? We're actually catching up with you guys live in real time. Ave is in Brazil right now. I don't even know how life unfolded to get you there. So share with us what's alive for you? Where are you? And, and how did you arrive in Brazil?
1: Thank you so much, Angel. It is such an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I feel so, so blessed woman. <laughs> Just fully receiving that introduction. Thank you. And yeah wow what is present for me in this moment is a whole lot of my spirit. I feel my spirit is super lit. I am here uh, in Brazil on this amazing island called Florianopolis and it's actually known as the island of magic which I did not know um, when the synchronicities led um, to me coming here and um Honestly, it's been nothing but pure magic and um, including this, this podcast that's manifesting in this moment. So yeah, I'm super excited to be here and to dive in. Amazing. Yes, Mama. Well, let's all just
0: open our hearts to receive the medicine of Brazil, which if you had to describe kind of the energetics around the land in Brazil what is it bringing out in you
1: oh my goodness wow that's such a great question the energetics I would say definitely aliveness Mm -hmm. um aliveness passion vision and direction beautiful Very like clear space, it's like it's one that's very supportive. Um, it feels deeply feminine as well because the land just the land itself feels feminine, but there's also this like beautiful masculine component as well that brings out that visionary, that inner leader. Um, that really feels like the perfect balance for me right now where I'm at. Um, yeah, so so
0: beautiful, and for all of you listening, it's really powerful to tune into the language of the land that you are are operating upon. You know, there's such different signatures I find, you know, after having spent a lot of time in Colorado last year and then now being anchored in California again, I'll be spending some time in Costa Rica in February and March. And it's every different place and space really does have a different energetic signature that you can really absorb and work with, work in harmony with. So wherever you're currently listening from, I would invite you to tune into the energetic signature of the place that you're listening from right now and see what kind of medicine or message this place that you reside has to offer for you in support of your own evolutionary path at this time. So bless. We've got Avea coming in hot from Brazil and I love, yeah, for you to kind of rewind us a little bit, you and I, you know, we've caught up a a bit. I know this last six months has been wildly tumultuous for you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd love to lead up to that, but let's rewind back kind of to the beginnings of you and I meeting and, you know, you were in in partnership with our our dear brother, David Lyon, and I was with Oren and we both just had these really beautiful unions with two magical, gorgeous men. And both Mm -hmm. of those relationships have now shifted. And so a lot of our learnings together have been in the, field and frame of relationship. And so can you rewind us back, you know, and share a little bit about your relationship with David and, and how, where you are now with that, how that transition happened and some of, you know, the lessons that you learned in, in that relationship and also into the transition out of that relationship.
2: That is a really big question.
0: I mean, there's been so much relationship education, I feel like, in the school of earth lately for so many of us. So the context is, you know, for anyone listening that has been really going through and either into deep union newly or coming out of relationship, there's there's so much for us all to learn from one another in terms of relationship codes. And I've really witnessed you stand as love through every part of the journey and so through your own voice and your own words kind of share with us the going into it the magic of the relationship and then how the process of transition has been for you.
2: Mm. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever have enough time to to share. I feel like I could go on forever about this. Mm-hmm. Um Definitely, my relationship with Lion has been by far the most significant relationship of my entire life. And right at the point where Lion came back into my life, we actually knew each other from our early 20s. And when we reconnected, it was definitely a catalyst. For me, um, And it was very much part of my whole awakening process, really experiencing what I kind of always felt was true inside of me, like kind of always feeling like, damn, I, I feel like there's more to life than just what we learn in, in school and on TV and from our parents. And he kind of came into my life and, and really represented all of that. So much magic, so much possibility. And for me, that was a massive, massive awakening. And that was back in 2014. And from that point on, we began many, many years of this incredible, incredible, incredible friendship, connection, partnership, lovership. I mean, you name it, we went there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I I grew and learned so much with this man. Thank so you. much. and I still do, by the way, yeah. still do that in the past tense. And um part of the many iterations of our love was moving in and out of relationship, of partnership. and that took different forms and, Boy, has that quite literally been, I want to say, like one of the greatest teachers that has allowed me to be the embodied woman that I am today. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, part of that, the ingredients in there is also my own devotion to love, to living life with a truly open heart in the no matter whatness of life. And through the magical times and through the very challenging times in this relationship, I have grown and received myself in ways that I could not have even dreamed of. Yeah.
0: So can you walk us through, you know, the kind of going in and out? Because I know you guys kind of you know have gotten back broken up and gotten back together a few times which i i can imagine is a common experience for many people of kind of ending a relationship and then it's you not fully complete and then going into it again and how did each break up like where did you start in the first time that you guys broke up how was that experience for you and and how did you learn to keep your heart open like what are the codes that helped you navigate and find the courage to go back into it and then end, like bring us through a few of those actual experiences of love and loss. And like, how did it look for you in the beginning when you were questioning yourself and whether you could even, you know, those darkest nights where it's like, can I even get through this? Like, what did those moments look like? And what did you receive that helped you get through some of the hardest, you know, breakup
1: times? Mm. I would say that in the initial rounds of breakups that we went through, I mean, every round was excruciatingly painful. And I would say my coping mechanism to deal with the level of uh, Heartache and loss was, I would say, to really go inward and completely retreat. And I want and what's coming to me really distinctly about the textures of the first, I want to say, like couple of times was this sense of betrayal of life, of God. Mm -hmm. of feeling like I was given this amazing gift, right? Discovering love, opening my heart, opening myself to my gifts, uh, leaning into what it's like to be with a man who really shows up for me, who believes in me and all the things. And then suddenly being faced with him not wanting to be with me anymore. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But, but I certainly did. Mm -hmm. And so that, that, very confronting reality when there is one desire on one end, but it's not being met on the other side, Mm -hmm. just tore my heart to shreds. And I remember very distinctly that there were moments where I just felt an overwhelming sense of anger and resent towards it was like this feeling of then. What the hell is the purpose then? To to experience all of this for what? Mm. For 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 then him to just like walk away, mm. and at the time I didn't really realize it, but I it, it it led me through a lot of contraction and and closing my heart, and and I also knew that no matter what my being just the way i've always been wired has always been towards love so even in moments where i want to say like i was just like i'm fucking done like i just i don't i can't do this anymore the the heart wrench loss of feeling that wound of abandonment just like i i, I can't i don't even have words um was It was beyond painful. And and I feel like what naturally began to occur and what naturally began to happen was the realization, which I did not know at the time, that we don't lose love, right? Love just changes form. But at the time, I didn't know that. And I certainly felt like I had lost Love, I had lost all this amazing experience that I had, and when you know we would reconnect and that relationship would evolve in different forms, and we would meet ourselves again in new versions of ourselves. And I would realize that, okay, the love and connection is still there. It just looks different, and we're also approaching it as different people. Then we would begin that dance again. and from from that dance, then <laughs> more evolution and more love, and also, um, I mean, ultimately, it, it did end in a breakup, uh, a final breakup that um, happened a few months ago. so we're going to get to that. And before mm-hmm.
0: we do, what would you do for yourself in the moments? in those early stages when your heart would close and the breakup would happen and there was this like resentment for even like God in life, like how could this be happening? And it's almost like the perspective around the, the why, you know, that like creator seat sort of dissolves entirely. And you're just in that deeply contracted pain point, right. Of like, sometimes that, that can manifest as like either totally imploding or like wanting to reach out or be needy. There's like the isolated expression of like, I'm just going to close myself away. And, or there's the reaching out the needy expression. And so when you would feel yourself in either one of those closures or, or grab, which is our two examples of, I feel like what can happen in those, like the throes of a breakup, what would you do for yourself? What were the keys that helped you start to find your way home to yourself and create reference points of meeting yourself in a space of neither isolating nor reaching. Like how did you either pendulate between those two enough to find yourself or what, what, what was, what happened that allowed you to find your way through into a balanced relationship with, all right, we're going through another wave of this. And I witnessed you progressively get better actually at the times that you spent apart while also keeping your heart open. And I know it didn't just start like that, like it was a journey. So what were some of those key turning points and key learnings that helped you receive yourself when they say your heart gets broken, like shredded Mm -hmm. open, like your heart's not breaking. It's being broken open what does that mean to you? How did it serve you? How did it help you find yourself more? What did that look
1: like? For me, the spaces in which I was able to come home to myself amidst a lot of reaching and a lot of going in and hiding underneath the rock was were moments where I went from feeling like I was a victim of something um, to realizing how I had played a part in it. Mm. And that for me was huge. And I feel like that's also where the anger, right? The resent towards life, towards God, towards, you know, the spiritual path, towards, devoting myself to evolution, that anger, that resent was coming from, because it felt like something was happening to me. I was a victim of this like breakup of feeling so deeply abandoned Mm -hmm. and in the being with myself through the extreme neediness and trying to reach and being with myself in the, the hiding There were moments through my own, through my own desire to want to see. That is one of the key ingredients here is having the intention to see deeper. I knew that if I was hurting, that is one thing that I did that I did have an awareness on, is I knew that if I was hurting or if I was perceiving something through pain, that I wasn't fully seeing the truth. Mm. I knew that much, Mm. even though in the moment. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what that was. And even though in the moment, it still very much felt like something happened to me and I was the victim. Yes. And so for me, those turning points where I began to be like, oh, hang on, let me come home to what's actually happening here were moments where I realized what was my part how did I create this for myself what how did I contribute in creating this reality so that so that I can experience more of myself Hmm. and so those moments of what was really empowerment at the time and, and to be really honest I really grew up with deep deep Um, just, uh, uh, programming around blame, blame and projecting. That was very much part of my household, um, growing up. And so that was also part of my natural coping mechanism in like deep amounts of pain and, the liberation point was really in moments where I gained greater self-awareness and I was able to actually, actually see myself in greater transparency and realize where things weren't actually aligned for me as well, Mm. where I was, was believing that I, I, this was everything I wanted, that I, I wanted this relationship, but somehow it didn't want me.
2: Mm-hmm. and yet
1: when i actually allowed myself to really be with that the deeper part of me i was actually realizing that that wasn't entirely the truth mm. that the part of me that was holding on that was seeking that was attached was the little girl in me who who experienced a lot of abandonment in her life and who was really hoping that this Man could be the one for her. And it's really through that empowerment of shifting from victimhood to self awareness and then empowerment in, like, whoa, hang on, there's a mirror here, and I can actually do something about this. I can choose, I can choose differently so that my reality becomes a different one as well and it was from those those places that I began to dig my way out of the loss and grief and and um and and it comes in pieces you know it's like you get a little piece here you get a little piece there but when you get it (sighs) allowing ourselves to really receive it is everything And when the next piece is meant to come in and there, there is like, there is a trust in the timing of things, especially, especially in breakups, especially in transitions. That's, that's part of the part of the evolution, right? Is like, we just, we just like want that we want to feel better. We want to feel liberated. We want to feel empowered, but part of it is expanding our capacity to be with ourselves. Yeah. And the hardest moments. Yeah.
0: For as long as it takes. For I as long as I can arm wrestle life and control the timing. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. So that's super powerful. I love the piece around the self-responsibility and that like when you really owned your own creator seat around all of it. And, you know, as women, because I relate myself, you know, like retrospectively, I also went through um another big breakup after um Oren and I broke up and, with my most recent partner and i could also feel the part within me you know that could feel where we were coming out of alignment and i would have this i think this might be kind of a feminine quality i was not going to end it yet i would have fought tooth and nail and hung in there and given it everything we had for as long as it took to like Have the feeling that we like left it all out on the table. And there's something in that, like, almost like it's like a masculine sword of truth that just like can just cut where the heart, the heart, the feminine heart wants more and wants compassion and wants to just feel through it and be in the forgiveness and be in the love, you know, and it's wild because you know, as painful as it was, you know, to experience being broken up with. Mm. Retrospectively, there is an uprising of gratitude that I am experiencing because now that my heart isn't so entangled in the like, we can make this work and the fear of feeling the feeling of heartbreak on the other side of it, once you've gone through it, then like the cognition, the perspective, the own sovereign self-awareness of like, wow, there is something even greater. And there was a misalignment that perhaps wasn't truly everything that I really wanted. There was a misalignment there that my sensitive, tender, feminine heart was not ready to let go of. And, you know, while Of course, it's there's no there's no right, wrong, or perfect or not on the other side either with the masculine. There's masculine wounding, but there that that was expressed, but there's also a power and a potency and that ability to kind of compartmentalize and just like make a clean cut. And as much as it hurts, wow, it's like Can we see the possibility that on the other side of the biggest waves of grief, you could look back and see the perfection in, okay, wow, maybe there's something there that needed to happen that allowed me the space to go through what I needed to go through. And then now there's a freedom to receive what really, really is a match for the next level of life. And so Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. In every, you know, breakup and breakthrough I can imagine. You know what I mean? And we're all in this dance together. And so I love what you were sharing around, you know, in that moment after, you know, a breakup, it's like, or the many moments after a breakup when you're really deeply in it, shifting out of victimhood and into like what, you know, why is this? Why am I attracting this into my field? What is this here to teach me? What is this experience calling me forward into? How can I expand my capacity even further to be with myself right here? And so I heard you say, like, you know, there's that opportunity to expand your capacity to be with yourself. And what did that process look like for you to actually expand your capacity to be with yourself in the most uncomfortable and painful moments? Like, what kinds of practices? What was the internal dialogue? Like, how did you guide yourself? For the most part, that's what you did in those moments, like months of being on your own, living on your own post breakup and showing up for yourself. Like you really did that. So what was that? How did you, because you had to be in the practice to expand your capacity to hold yourself there. And I witnessed you through the years, get better and better and better at it. So what did that look like? How do you
1: expand your capacity? Mm. You know, it's interesting because that mm, focus on the expansion of my capacity to feel the most uncomfortable feelings was precisely the, I want to say one of the focal points of our most recent breakup. Yeah and and it's interesting how that specifically what you're speaking to unfolded for me where in our breakup that happened a few months ago i had gone there many times i'd been through that ro- rodeo and yet the level of intensity that time around felt far beyond any of the other times there was there was a quality to the separation to the feeling of separation that was like unlike any thing wow. felt before
2: mm-hmm.
1: and in that i mean i went and reached for the things that i knew worked in the past right and for me definitely asking and reaching out in the past has been more of an edge. I'm more someone who in the past would tend to process with myself. And so as the level of intensity and overwhelm and like all the feels was coming over me, I went for all the things I was like, all right, like we got to, we got to do something different here. Right. And so I, I was doing the, the self-care practices. I was going, getting into the ocean. I was reaching out to my closest, closest community. And what I mean reaching out, like I was really reaching out, like I was like, Hey, I really need support as being very direct. I even was wanting sessions. I was doing all the things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And There was a moment where I realized something was happening here that was different than the other things. Mm -hmm. And this moment was when I was asking for the things, I was reaching out for support, and I was realizing that literally every one of my closest soul tribe best friends were quite literally actually totally overloaded and busy, either running retreats, events, like going through their own breakup, like completely unavailable. And yet I was very attuned to the fact that they were, their hearts would have been a hundred percent there, that they would, they're full fuck yes to supporting me. And yet for whatever reason, everyone I was reaching out to was not available. And when I was like, Wow hang on a second. And when I took a step back and I realized, I realized the energy from which I was acting from, which was a lot of, of reaching from really being unable to be with the level of discomfort that I was feeling inside myself. And when I, Saw the orchestration that life had where everyone was seemingly busy. I realized there was something, something was happening here because I know, I know my besties, I know my soul tribe, and they fucking show up. And it is in that space that I realized I was being initiated into a much deeper embodiment of union with god with myself with life and what did that look like right for me it was first realizing that my toolkit of reaching for different things was coming from a place within me that did not know how to be with myself in in this state of being. And once I realized and I could pinpoint the the feelings, what are these feelings that are just absolutely driving me crazy, which for me personally has been um, feeling like I'm not lovable, feeling like I'm not desirable, feeling like love is taken away, feeling abandoned, rejected, unwanted. Those are huge ones. And When I realized this, I, I very consciously realized that in all the outreach that I was doing, I didn't actually allow myself to outreach to God, to the life force that exists within myself. Mm. I found myself running these baths because that's what felt very nourishing at the time. and I even I even named them like my bathtub chronicles, where it was a moment for me to really commune with God, to commune with the most uncomfortable feelings that I was experiencing within myself, and invite them in. Just allow them to expand using my breath. <sighs> And with every breath, just welcoming it in, allowing it to show up, allowing it to permeate my body, whilst also a, inviting the energy of the divine, inviting the energy of love, of unconditional love to penetrate me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: to hold me. Mm-hmm. And I did this exercise over and over and over again, whenever I felt myself right at that edge where I was feeling the reach happening, this, this energy that, that, that grab is where that was the ping that I needed to bring myself back to myself, to my heart, and to know that the very thing that I am reaching for externally is actually available within me through me right now, right here. Yeah. if if I have the courage, the willingness to feel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and in and in this portal that I was in, I really experienced the depths of what it means. When, when we say that feeling is truly a superpower, Mm -hmm. really, really is. And that is something that we are not taught, you know, and on, on this planet, how to be with our feelings, how to have a relationship with our emotions, with what comes up. And while I had cultivated a really beautiful relationship with myself, my feelings, my emotions, this was on a whole other level. And I really felt myself in the dojo of what it meant to expand my capacity to feel into my deepest wounds. Yeah.
2: Mm. Wow. That was such a powerful transmission.
0: I just feel like I was in the bathtub chronicles with you. <laughs> and, yeah, that's really an incredible, you know, invitation as well. If you're going through something big, challenging, and you can feel that you're in an expansion dojo, really creating a container for yourself. That's intentional. Like you did Mm -hmm. bathtub chronicles, right? Like I know this next hour, I'm going to run a bath. I'm going to ritualize that bath. I'm setting the intention to be with myself fully to commune with myself to allow myself to fully feel what I need to, like, as if you're in the dojo, you're in the container. Like when you go to the dojo for me, growing up training for the Olympics in Taekwondo, the dojo is the space you would go to train to get stronger. This is like the bathtub dojo of feeling
2: where (laughs) you go
0: in and you're like, I'm, I'm just going to feel what is here and allow it to rush through me and not try to change it not need for it to be different And that is the practice of expanding your nervous system capacity to be able to capacitate the emotional energy that's flowing through you without escaping into the mind, without escaping into doing or action or control or strategy to try to make it different. And that takes a lot of fucking courage. And I love what you said that you would pendulate between the feeling, allowing it to move through and then communing with the divine, calling in love and your own higher self and, and spirit And bringing spirit in and having that type of container for yourself while you're moving through something really big builds a relationship of deep trust between you and you. And so I just so respect the way that I've witnessed you navigate this relationship journey and how much I've witnessed the catalyst expand you into more love and more love and more love every single time. And now I'd love to kind of turn the corner into this, into the most recent, um, chapter of your experience. And it feels like you're rocking it in Brazil right now. And so this is like the runway in, which I know has been kind of gnarly this last six months. And, you know, uh, the leading into the breakup, you guys are hearing Avea and I catch up in real time around a lot of these pieces. And I just want to say thank you, Avea, you know, for bringing your vulnerability and your transparency and your heart and your sharing here to the podcast and trusting me and all of us, you know, that are attracted into the dojo field to hold you in your heart and your journey as well, because we're learning and relating from our own points of reference. You know, anyone listening from your own point of reference, really receiving like, Three months or a few months after a breakup is still pretty recent, like a big completion. And I really hear you that this last wave of it has been like the most intense and the biggest. And I know for myself after my, my, my most recent breakup, which now is about seven months ago, it's been, it's been a good while. It took me a few months before I was ready to share more deeply and like from an integrated place. So thank you. And also just inviting and honoring from anyone listening of how vulnerable it is to share, you know, your journey while the heart is still in the process of recovering and transitioning out of a really significant partnership where there has been and continues to be so much love. So just kind of presencing that from myself and for everyone listening as we continue to receive your journey and your story, knowing that it's rippling out and touching the lives and the hearts that are are meant to be touched, that are going through, I imagine, their own versions right, Mm -hmm. of this. And so we do this together as a human family. And one thing I really stand for within the Dojo podcast and the Dojo community of this field is willingness and vulnerability and transparency and through the sharing of our stories and our experiences and how we are navigating our own growth edges we invite others to do the same and we learn together and it just it takes courage to do that so thank you so now in this most recent chapter you know i remember i was in turkey and you had just gone through an accident like what was what was occurring in your world leading up to the accident? And can you share with us a little bit about that piece?
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs> I feel like by this round of, of breakup, which I, I'm i not even sure how long, maybe like six, seven months ago, I'm not even sure how long it's been, I definitely had a very deep knowing that everything's happening for a reason at this point. And so I had that awareness. And I was moving through it. I was moving through the motions. And I mean, the most unexpected thing happened in my life at uh, right when I was moving through the motions of this massive breakup. And it was at a very interesting moment that it happened as well. And this is where I felt very much served by this accident where my heart was always asking for life for all the things I desire, the love, the devotion, the appreciation, the presence, the partnership, all these juicy things in my life. And yet... Right before I got into this accident, I was quite literally feeling myself, my body going back into a pattern of being, of wanting to, I want to say like that pattern of codependency was was coming back online. Right there, it was starting, it's like I had reached the liberation and started to let go and then whoop started to dip back into that pattern and it was right at that moment. Mm -hmm. where um, I had just finished a group call with the women that I serve and I hopped on my bike. I was in San Diego and I got hit by an SUV while crossing the street um, on my bike. And um, it was by far the biggest blow that my physical body had ever taken to date and it it was a significant impact when the i wasn't wearing a helmet and when the suv hit me i hit the ground and i went completely unconscious my my head hit the ground so hard and the best way i can describe it is kind of the feeling you would get if you were to wake up in a dream and have no idea what is happening. Mm -hmm. That was what I experienced when I started to open my eyes and come to and literally had no idea what was happening, where I was. It felt like I was waking up in a dream, panicked And I remember the, the paramedic as he was seeing me slowly waking up my eyes, my opening my eyes, he started asking me questions, right? He was like, do you know where you are? What year is it? Like asking all these questions. And I had no idea. I had no idea where I was, what country I was in. When he asked me what year it was, I I think I said 2012 and he said try again I said 2010 I had no idea that's how hard I hit my head and then as I'm coming to I'm also feeling an immense wave of pain coming over my body and the only thing I do remember is when he asked me my name I knew my name that that I knew but anything beyond that I did not know and this Accident really threw me into a whirlwind of going from focusing on like this heartache and this breakup and potentially maybe getting back together to now forcing me to really focus on myself, to focus on my body, my well being, on my recovery. It was a very, very well planted um, pattern interrupt, possibly the most powerful pattern interrupt that I've ever experienced, um, in my life. Cause it was a very physical pattern interrupt. Um, and I, I mean, I'm still, I'm still physically recovering from the accident. I had lost mobility of my entire right arm. Um, and Again, bringing this back to the bigger picture and how this really, really served me. And I knew it was in a big way. It allowed me to really let go of the part of me that was focusing on the relationship or even making myself better. Like that can be also a trap that we get into when we're so devoted to our evolution is like growth and expansion and all the things. And all of a sudden, I had to slow down. And it's in the slowing down that then the bathtub chronicles came into place. It was during my recovery of my accident. And during these bathtub chronicles of communing with the divine, communing with my heart, is when I really, really dropped in to a part of my truth, of my knowing that i I want to say I hadn't let myself feel all these years and it was a it was a level of my desire as this deeper woman in me that was coming alive that was like hold on a second yes. like,
2: pause. Yes. like <laughs> what
1: is it that this woman wants yes what does she want? Mm. How does she want to be loved? How does she want to be ravished, appreciated? What type of presence? What is the quality of presence? Does this woman, yes. in body? what does she want to receive in life? Mm-hmm. And it was in the In the receiving of this deeper truth that was coming online through caring for my physical body, for my my concussion as I was healing, all the things that I was coming into this greater realization that the thing that I was once chasing and thinking that I wanted was so not at all what the deeper woman in me was craving all along. Yes. Uh, uh. and that, <laughs> that was a liberation beyond measure and I mean I'm saying this in a very like summarized way it happened incrementally but in, in every increment in every piece that I received and it was almost like this like deep like Whoa, like really coming out of that haze of like wanting to be wanted, going from wanting to be wanted to wanting what I want. Yes, 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 yes. Desiring what I desire independently of whatever, whatever is available, allowing myself to receive the fullness. Of my greatest desires, in love, in fulfillment, in joy, in experiencing myself, in pleasure, and that is where I really—I I was really feeling into—you know—the degree to which. I am receiving the fullness of my desires. The fullness of who I am is the degree to which I am receiving the fullness of life, the fullness of joy, of happiness that is available. And so whatever whatever desires, whatever dreams, whatever states of being that I'm not allowing myself to receive within myself is is quite literally reflecting to me on the outside. And when that started to to come in to my body, quite literally, there were massive letting goes, massive deaths that were happening. And I, I felt this program that had been in me, this codependent, very attached, anxious, attached version of myself, quite literally expire through through the depth at which i was willing to receive myself even if it meant letting go of the thing that i had wanted the most
0: wow yeah just yes i felt you so deep during that expression i feel like the tigress and your woman in her full permission and full expression and you know this this speaks to what a gift the whole journey has been even when it didn't feel like it right like the experience of like life acting through any partner we have in the completion of a relationship as a catalyst that we didn't know we needed and when the fruits mm-hmm. of that catalyst come through, in the way that you're describing, I just recognize myself so much in so much of what you just said. I know that moment for myself too, where I'm like,
2: "Wait a hot second, oh, God. <laughs> oh,
0: God!" Like, wow, when the clouds of the codependent ideas that of attachment and need everything that we thought we wanted while in the throes of the chemistry of the relationship and in the throes of the pain of the heartbreak. And as we move through it and allow ourselves to fully feel that and regain our power and expand our capacity to be with ourselves, the one who is doing the feeling, Mm
2: -hmm. there's an
0: opening for a reclamation, which is like, wow, there's been this twisted lens, Mm -hmm. Misperception that I need from him validation, mm-hmm. affirmation, you know, um uh pursuing, like all of that stuff. And it's like, wait a second, I don't need that to come from a source, an empty well. Like, how many times are you gonna go to the empty well till eventually <gasps> you're like, wait, I don't want to be at this well, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've got all the juice and I've had it all along. And actually the juice that's right here is so well resourced now thanks to this breakup because I was forced to resource myself and open up the floodgates, the damming that had been, you know, that, that allowed it, the, the, the source of the wellspring of our own love to dry up because we buy into these misinterpretations when we're younger, that the source of love comes from the paternal figure or the maternal figure or that external source of safety, understandably so, innocently so. And we learn that if it seems we attract circumstances that's, that seem to reflect it going away or being abandoned or that source of love drying up, And that's the initiatory invitation to reclaim our empowerment and learn how to resource ourselves. And it's from that place that we can actually access how incredible and magical and magnetic Mm -hmm. the force of the Shakti that we're bringing in our unique expression of it really is. And there's an inherent deservedness that comes Mm. from that place. There's an inherent self-awareness of worth that does not come from an egoic kind of like, you know, I deserve it. Snap, snap, snap. Like it comes from like a, that's kind of like a wounded feminine sort of like, and no man, like nobody's going to do that to me. Like I deserve better than that. Like this kind of like sassy sort of reactive you know, I deserve more from an energy of fight or reactivity is so different than what we're talking about here. Mm. This is like an undeniable, it's like the dam breaks and this flood of self love
2: Mm. (laughs) blows through.
0: And it's from a place of being like, I want to say well-earned, because you've been the bathtub chronicles for like a minute and you've been seven breakups or whatever, like guys, it can take as long as it takes for this, what we're describing here to happen. And I just so recognize the place you were speaking from where you were like, wow, I realized it's not making anything bad, anything that has been or, or the relationship that was wrong. It's just, Oh, I never gave myself permission to actually receive what it is that I fully desire because mm. that would mean I would have to see through the contrast that this relationship that I have here is not that. So we find ourselves to fully receiving our desires when we are in love and we want to try to contort and make different and wait for, or try to bend it to be the thing that we think we want. And that's where we get our hearts broken again and again and again, until we find this resource, the source of love that we are. And when we're full of ourselves in that way, in the highest sense of the word, you become full of your highest self. Capital S self, it's like I am you, you you are flushed with your own desire. Mm. <laughs> so anything that doesn't actually meet that will suddenly become apparent that mm-hmm. it's not a full match to what you really want. And there's mm-hmm. such a liberation as a woman in the receivership. And the ability to actually receive without force, without fight, but just receive, let it land what it is that you actually desire, what it is that you actually want. Hmm. That's a powerful place to arrive. So bless this initiation, bless this multi-year initiatory (laughs) path that led you to Brazil, that led you to the seat that you're in now in this luscious, activated space to bring us right back to the beginning of the way you described how Brazil is speaking to you. This like visionary, luscious, masculine, feminine union type of energetic that you're resting in right now in yourself. And it it just feels really well Earned, not that we have to earn our space of like worth, but there's something to the initiatory path that on the other side of it, you are never the same. And there's an initiatory path that to me just feels like a you earned it. I just want to say, <laughs> you earned it. You know, <laughs> so
2: on the other side from
0: this seat, if there was one message as we kind of land the ship here that you feel mm-hmm. to transmit to you know, any sisters or brothers listening that are going Mm. through kind of this spin cycle of like, oh my God, it's happening again, or I'm having to let go of this again, or there's another layer here. Is there any message that you just feel true to share of encouragement Mm. at this time? Yes.
1: Thank you. Thank you for all that juiciness. Um, You know, one One thing that I'd like to share in that respect that would be super supportive for anyone who is moving through these ins and outs and transitions and going through these patterns and trying to find that liberation point within themselves, part of one of the really important ingredients in yes the receiving of ourselves receiving of those deep desires is allowing ourselves to receive those desires and then feel into whether that is in alignment with what is because we do there there is this this was another part for me that really cultivated this deeper union with the isness of the moment. Mm -hmm. And especially in relationship. And you know what? Not even just in every relationship, our relationship to ourselves, to our job, to our purpose, to our friends, there can be this very, real temptation to want to be like well this is my desire and then we go into a, a relationship with what could be and and i i've found that it's it's in that longing for what is not yet or what was where we lose ourselves in what could be versus presencing what it is that we truly truly desire and. Seeing if what is, is actually a match to that. Mm. And that can be a hard lens to actually receive and look at because there can be fear that comes up. And I assure you that if this is something that you're moving through and that you are
2: aware And you
1: are receiving what it is that your deeper desires are that would move you, that would would offer you the experience of your own state of being, of your own being that you truly desire. If you allow yourself to see whether or not the relationship that's in front of you, the job, the friendship is actually in alignment with that the letting go of that will only bring more of what you truly desire. Mm. And what's really meant to be is simply going to change form. And that's one thing that I've always kind of come home to, even in the in the throes of letting go and grief and whatnot, is knowing that love truly only ever changes form. It does not leave or abandon or dissipate or dissolve it will always be. And so trusting that and trusting that whatever decision and choice that you make from receiving the fullness of your own desires will only bring more of that. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, my love, for your time and your energy, your vulnerability and transparency, and most of all, the strength of your gorgeous, gorgeous heart. I just, I feel so much heart in you and this transmission was super, super powerful. And I'm wondering if you could share with us how anyone listening can find you if they want to go deeper with you into love codes, relationship, or just feminine liberation.
1: Mm, thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So you can find me on social media on Instagram at aveya.love. Aveya is A V E Y A H dot love. And my website is the same thing, love. And yeah, you can see all the beautiful offerings and goodies. I have a lot of free things as well. So yeah, I would totally invite whoever feels the resonance to reach out and connect.
0: Amazing.
1: Oh, and with that, my loves, Dojo
0: family, thank you for the depth of your listening. And I am so looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you all for creating this space to receive this transmission and for having the courage that it takes to live your life beyond the edge. If you feel the call to go deeper with me privately or explore the Dojo ecosystem, the best place to start is by visiting ZaharaZimring.com and taking your free micro dojo. You can also find me on Instagram at ZaharaZimring and I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to send me messages, make comments, and I will absolutely get back to you. I also would deeply appreciate if this episode or any of these episodes have touched your heart. Leave a review as it really supports this show in touching more hearts and more lives all around the world. Thank you for joining and I'll see you next time.